Hello, this is Luke Steele, and you're hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. I'm super excited about this debut solo record that you just dropped because it's it's something different. It's it's a different. I feel like you you just came into the studio with a different vibe, a different kind of energy when you jumped in and started creating this record. Um, talk to me a little bit about like as we dive into it, like what initially kickstarted that writing process for you? Like, did you come into the studio knowing you were working on a debut album? Frustration, confusion. <laughs> No, I think like um, being so heavy on, on collaboration the last, I know, 15 years, you know, there's things that I've always done, you know, production-wise and songwriting-wise that was time to to be unraveled, you know. And I think, um, yeah, it got to that point in my life where it was like I've got to leave the homestead, so to speak, you know, and be stand on my own and do that. And, and that was real therapeutic being able to you know reverse a pedal steel or you know make it things sound the way I want and to my exact you know liking yeah yeah I, I love the fact that it's a different kind of vocal tone as well it's not the vocal tone that I'm used to listening to when I'm listening to your music like you went a little lower on on the singing that you did with this record um, was that a conscious decision for you or, or is that just like something that just kind of naturally happened because this is the vibe that these songs that you were writing kind of gave you yeah what's well that's always the way I sing with the guitar and it's light and it's and when I write songs at night and you know, I think with bands like Empire, it was always going the opposite, trying to go as high and as yeah. power. And, you know, I'm not really a singer-singer. You know, I can't sing myself out of a of a panic room, you know. It's kind of... <laughs> so, um, yeah, I like that it was, yeah, lighter. And I can get more character when it's lighter. I can, it can be... All of the takes were pretty much the first take, you know, which was great. Yeah. So, um you know, I feel like I'm getting older, you know, so I don't have the energy to sing in this, um, you know, mega tight pant falsetto, you know, three ranges above my normal voice, you know, so yeah, it's good. But at the same time, like, I feel like that lower range is also harder to control, especially when you're talking about a topic that's more vulnerable to you, more personal, like, is that something that you felt was going on in the recording process? Yeah, it became like um, I like how it's so light because it's it's like I'm telling you stories. So it's, sometimes it's barely singing, you know. It's it's spoken of, word in a yeah, sense. Yeah, spoken word with a slight bit of melody, and um, that's what I kind of wanted. The the couple of records I did before, like I did a a new project called H three thousand, and I had a you know I have another band with Daniel Johns called Dreams, and these records were well received but they didn't connect to people where people go I love that song you know I think music now it's kind of like a it's like the wind you know it passes by and so I wanted something that was closer and closer so people couldn't escape but hear the whisper of steel in the night you know <laughs> yeah and it's it's interesting because like I feel like the the sonically the instrumentation I feel like you I don't know. I feel like it was very like grassroots in a sense. Like uh, you just created sounds out of nothing. You you used whatever was around you to kind of create these like atmospheric sounds or like these these tones that we kind of get on this record. 
um, what was that recording process like as far as like creating these these soundscapes that we kind of hear on this record? Well, I tried to limit myself to the guitar, the vocal, percussion and the pedal steel. That was it, you know, and I think I work good like that. I'm kind of become like Bear grills, you know. It's like, here's a beer can, you know, a piece of sushi and a, you know, <laughs> bit of string. Now climb down this mountain, you know. I'm a bit like that where I have too many things. I get lost in what's the nucleus of, you know, the backbone of it. So um, it had to start with me on a guitar and, you know, obviously be a great song to start with. And um, when I was in Nashville doing a riding trip, I met Dan Dugmore, which is a you know 72-year-old pedal steel player. Um, he's played with James Taylor, Linda Ronstadt, and he he just became the you know the heritage icing you know on the top. And Brian Kilgore, who's you know one of the world's greatest percussionists, is also an older cat. So it was a real simple little band, you know. And I think, um, yeah, it's funny. People say, "Why did it take twenty years to find that?" But you know, it's the right, it's the right time to do it. And it's, yeah, I'm older now to understand the elements. You know. Yeah, I always love like when when artists are you know have had such incredible careers with either one or two projects, and then they still go and turn around and do something solo, something different, something that we didn't like think would would be there. Um, but how does that kind of like, do you feel like when you finally sat down and started working on this solo record, do you feel like all your years in this music industry like kind of led up to this album? Like, do you feel like you, you've been working your way to what you kind of created right now? I think so, yeah. And I think a lot of the experiences as well to actually write the songs that mean something. It's, um, you know, like since I've been 20, you know, I've had managers still hundreds of thousands, band members sue me, you know, nearly dying in plane crashes to, you know, selling out the Holy of the Bowl to travel in the world. There's all these things that fall into this melting pot which gives you the wisdom to write the song. So, um, yeah, and that's what's so great. It's kind of like what Spielberg says, every year you're a different person. So it's kind of every year I'm grabbing a, a new lesson. So yeah, one of many, you know, just the start of this. It, it's like that feeling, you know, when you first leave home and you're trying to pay the rent and yeah. whatever, and then you get into a flow. So yeah, it's exciting. I feel like that the title, well, the title of the album, uh, "Listen to the Water." I feel like that's like, I don't know, the way that I kind of portrayed it was like you listening to your inner self. Like this is this is what you've been wanting to kind of voice out and talk about. Is that safe to say? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I've said a few times, it sort of became a record of, um, you know, per personal therapy session with God, you know, in recordings. It was, um, yeah, there's so many things to try and work out, especially being in America, you know, with everything that was going on from the last president to, you know, to the guns and the kidnappings and yeah. all of that filters some way and then ends up in your mind and your heart, like kind of bubbling away. And then you can talk to people forever, really. 
you know, you can just keep talking about it, but sometimes the best way is to to write a song, you know. Yeah. Kind of like some people write a letter and then they <laughs> post it or burn it, whatever. But, um, you know, I enjoyed that. You could just put down these therapy sessions. Yeah. And what was that writing process for you during during the the creation of this record? Like, did you know, like, these 14 tracks were already going to be what they are? Or is that, again, it's it's something that just kind of like, as you started writing that first one, the next one kind of revealed itself, yeah. and the next one, and so on. Yeah, it was like, you know, God was giving me these breadcrumbs of songs, you know, you'd finish one, and then you'd turn the corner, and there's a, you know, a guy standing with next song on his shirt, you know. <laughs> and I grabbed that. And I loved that, you know, every musician knows that feeling and that's what you search for is the flow you know the even flow and the opposite of that is not a flow where you you know bash your head against the wall for two years <laughs> but um yeah that was great you know getting songs and then cutting the vocal and cutting each song in two days basically wow. and then coming back and just fine-tuning but i loved that if it could only ever always be that easy because that's yeah but yeah that's what you search for you know yeah so you felt like this record was a lot easier than when you're working with a team and and a producer and everything else everyone else that's also involved yeah <laughs> you would think it'd be harder because you're like in your head about it yeah what's well, funny like i'm so particular with certain things and everyone has their own magical nuances they do you know and I do certain things a certain way where the more people you work with the more that there's like different connections happening and it's there is compromise with the against the pure thought that you have and it's great sometimes it can when it all works together it's great but when you know there's too many emotions it's um what's a good analogy here <laughs> you know it's like you're in the schoolyard or something you know it's just or you paint the wall and it just keeps redrawing a different color you know it's just impossible i hate that yeah so and i think when you get older you just don't want to deal with it <laughs> not that i'm 150 years old but you um I love collaborating because it's, you know, if you have that mindset, like a kingdom mindset, every person, situation becomes your teacher. Mm -hmm. But then there becomes a point in your life where you're not a student anymore. And I think I'm finally, I've graduated, yeah. you know. And it's crazy that it's now the, the moment where you feel like you're no longer a student. Um, you know, from looking from the outside in, seeing like the accolades and the performances and the songs that you've created in the past, like you would think that you've haven't been a student in a long time. Um, but can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Like, what is it that made you feel like now it's the it's the time? I think um, you know when the hit and we left and we went to the we bought this cabin in the woods and. Yeah, I sort of um, had to deal with, in the first two weeks, there was like three giant bears and then there were scorpions and it was, um, 
you know, that really kind of came into the songwriting, having to sort of grow up and... Life hit. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I think um, hitting 40, you know, for me felt like a... I don't know, it just really reflected on, you know, it was like you could see the timeline, you could look back and you could kind of go, well, this is probably the halfway point, you know, and I haven't even really left home yet, in a way. So that was... Yeah, people say that about age, but I think there's certain memorials in, of ages where you go, you've got to kind of grow up and... Yeah. So age and I think... Um, just getting frustrated about not being able to do anything with what's happening in the world, you know. So yeah. I think uh, my gift is is music. So I've just got to, you know, put it down in song, really. As far as like that growth goes, like, how do you feel that your songwriting has kind of evolved with this record alone? I think um, I'm starting to just get really back to I feel like I'm getting back to when I was in art school you know when I'd write songs they were they they had I don't know just it, it was more of me you know I think how they say like just be you it's the hardest thing to do yeah. I think as life goes on you things get you know stuck to you you know other people's you know, you bring, you, you end up with habits of in the studio or doing this and that. And I love that coming back to just the guitar when I'd just, you know, walk around art school just playing things and, and, and lyrically as well, you know, bringing in like humor and kind of ways I sort of talk, but into lyric writing. Where in um, past projects, things got too cryptic, you know, I got like, how do I. I don't understand that, but I don't want to speak in a different language anymore. I want to speak in a language for the people that's honest and the language of the heart, basically. I feel like that must be hard, though, when you're like so used to doing the same thing with the other projects, and then you come and do this for yourself. Like, how do you not? How does that the other projects not bleed in to the work that you're creating now? Like, do you feel like that's something that you kind of had to every once in a while you had to check yourself? Like, okay, this is starting to sound like something else. They always bleed in, and that's great. You know, every like that's I've always said to younger artists. They say this and that. Like anything with music, it's it's never ever a waste of time, and that's why it's important to keep the humility. Like I was saying about be a student, because sometimes you'll write. Um, with the younger person, like my daughter, you know, she's 13, but when she'll sing a melody, she she won't be trained, you know, so she'll sing a melody and it will sound like, you know, Beyonce in 2050, and I'll be like, what the hell was that? But she's just singing what is, you know, it's uncharted territory and they, and they want to discover. So, um, yeah, it's never a waste working you know, with anyone really, so all that stuff. And I think you naturally take what you want, you know. Yeah. Like there's so many great things I've learnt from all these projects that you just, you put it in your little arsenal, you know. You've got mixing technique in this holster, <laughs> you know, and top line writing in this one and 
you know, the jacket of harmony and, you know, the pants of production. <laughs> Full-blown outfit. Yeah. <laughs> now, as far as, like, your vocals go, like, do you feel like you've kind of step, stepped out of comfort zone? And if so, like, how did you step out of your comfort zone to try something different or to try something that you knew would be a challenge for you? See, this is really, like, my my comfort zone because it's low and it's ca- and it's in my character and so um yeah i think yeah like the the comfort zone you know on vocals it should be the the right zone you know you have to has to be with conviction and yeah so i think this this was for this record you know that's the comfort zone where the next one, I might be three octaves higher again, you know. <laughs> or like um, when Julie Cruz died the other day, I've been, you know, some reason writing all these, you know, big falsetto Brian Wilson kind of, you know, Twin Peaks at the Beach kind of songs, you know. So who knows where I'll be led, where I'll be led next, you know, really. What uh, track would you say like challenged you the most on this album? Um, there was a track. Um, it was probably "Get Out Now." Um, that just took so long on the production, working out how much of each element. You know, it's um, yeah, how many layers to keep it beautiful, but not like there's too much to look at or too much to hear so um yeah i spent so long on that and yeah yeah just making sure it feels it feels right without you know your ears getting confused yeah you're saying your vocals were your comfort level on this on this record um would you say that what would you say like the biggest challenge was though? Would you say like the writing was harder than the production or cause it sounds like the vocals just naturally happen. Yeah. Well, I think the mixing and the mastering is when I just sort of lost my mind a bit, you know, cause I did it all myself. So, and I think in the being in the, you know, it's, I think my ears were, <laughs> you know, just got as confused as my mind. They were, yeah, one time I I thought my mic was broken, so I'd sent it back, got it repaired, you know, didn't sound right, so I bought another Telefunken 251, you know, and then I thought that was broken, sent it back. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a couple of months of... Yeah, and then when it got repaired by Telefunken again, they said, this is the best mic we've heard in years. And so that was pretty, that was pretty strange, you know, <laughs> good three months of your ears, you know, hearing different things, yeah. which I've never really experienced before too much. But, yeah. What made you want to just focus on doing this all yourself and not bringing... And because I'm sure there's plenty of producers that would want to work with you for this project, but like, why did you want to keep it like all solo entirely? You know, I haven't had a good track 
record with producers because I kind of, I don't know, I think I'm so particular and I have so much of a stance on what I want and and even with mixing, you know, I, I've worked with some of the biggest mixers in the world and I'm telling them, turn this up, turn that up and I just end up, you know, I do that a lot with designers as well, I end up you know, because I'm a graphic designer, I end up redesigning everything myself and then I've paid them five grand and this guy and it's like, so I just, I guess I'm fed up of dealing with people, so I want to be, um, you know, the only one to blame, really. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find yourself blaming yourself during this process, aside from the mic situation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a few times and I... I got it remastered a bunch of times because, um, and it ended up being a six-month process because there was this um, frequency about 200 hertz, which, I don't know, I think it was like the Holy Spirit mixed with Nag, Champa and Red Wine frequency or something that um, it, it always gets sort of taken down or subdued. And I wanted that because it's, to me, it's the frequency of, of that stuff but tape and analog it's a bit fuzzy and does something so yeah yeah so that was uh, yeah embarrassingly it was about six months mastering it <laughs> God. Oh. But I mean as long as you're happy with the end product yeah. I feel like this end product was was a masterpiece regardless um, with with these uh, these different sounds and sonics that we kind of get on this record um, going back to that initial question of like kind of recreating sounds on your own, like did you find yourself doing that like just from scratch and kind of using something that you've never used before, like to create some kind of sound or sonic that we hear on this record? Yeah, like the stuff with the pedal steel was. I've I haven't gone that far, like running it through my seventies even tied H three thousand unit and just reversing it and then. You know, reprocessing it and then um, there's tons of those layers in there that just you know there's sort of like just spirits underneath it just flowing around and and pitching the pedal steel double speed so it becomes a really fast yeah that I haven't done um, yeah a ton of that on, on many records uh, what else yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy, but it was all quite, yeah. quite simple and yeah. Yeah, no, like I was gonna say, there's like the vocals were pure, you know. It's, yeah. it's not an auto tune inside, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is good. So when you do vocals like that, where it's literally just the vocal, like, did you find yourself doing that whole one take per song, or did you still do yeah. the same way as you did prior? Yeah, just doing doing takes, which is which is great because um, process before, like I was saying, I'm more a character singer opposed to, mm. you know, I could never go up against Ariana Grande in a sing contest because um, I get take number one or it's take number, you know, 750. <laughs> so I've got to get, I've got to get it at the top, you know, when I feel the passion, you know, to sing the lyric. And that was was great. It's like, you know, it's like um, 
I'm like the mu musical fisherman, you know, I'm out there and I'm, I've got to catch the take or else it, it swims away and I won't get it to the next fishing trip or something. So it was good. Get it, get it fast and close and then, and then move on sort of thing. What kind of um, what kind of dictated the cadence that you were going to do with with these songs? Was it the instrumentation? Was it the lyrics? Was it the vocals? I think, like I was saying before, after a couple of years of records and just, I felt like I'm surrendered to it. I just want to sing a song, it to be light, be yeah, and be like I'm just sitting next to you. You know, everyone else in the house is asleep, and I'm just singing your song, and it's. And that's always the time when I play on guitar. People go, you should do a record like that, you know. So it was good to just, yeah, do something that's as close as I can be to you, you know, without it yeah. being a whisper. Now that this album is out and, you know, shows are happening, tours are happening, do you see yourself, like, taking this on the road or is this something that you just kind of want to keep to yourself as far as, like, performances go? I do. I do want to go on the road. It's just still working out how to navigate what's happening, you know. It's like, you know, you build a team and you go out and then the guitar tech, you know, gets sick and then it's all cancelled and so um, I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah, so, yeah, but definitely it'd be a great record to play on the road, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Lastly, what would you say was like the favorite, like your most fondest moment uh, during this process of, of making this album? I love when it was finished and I was just, I was sitting out at the Centric Farm and it just, you know, the sun would be going down and I'd just have it playing, you know, and I, I knew that it was was done. You know, I think that's always feels good when you feel that the work is wholesome and complete, yeah. you know. It's always, um, I don't know, midway through anything, I guess like a painter or whatever, you kind of, you don't know what's going to happen and yeah. you hope for the best, but yeah, so that was a good moment. Well, thank you for creating this record. Um, it's nice to get to hear you in a different kind of sound, a different kind of style. Um, and I'm sure your fans are definitely enjoying it as well. Um, so thank you again for taking the time to do this. You guys be sure to check out the new album, Listen to the Water. It's out now. And uh, thanks for watching here on Front Row Live. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.